0: to the success after barber school podcast where we give advice to new and seasoned barbers on how to reach a six figure income through training, mentoring and coaching if you're new in our industry or old in our industry and are ready to join the top 1% and earning a six figure income, this is the show for you Welcome back to the Success After Barber School podcast. I am your host, Mr. T. I am the educator. And today my guest is... Good day. My
1: name is Jose Lamont. And I'm so excited about being here on today. I've been barbering, I guess, or dealing with the hair industry for over 30 years. And it has been such a blessing to me and my family and and all of the wonderful people I have been acquainted with. Awesome. And where are you from? I'm actually from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, born and raised here in Milwaukee. All my life, that's all I really have, uh, a place I've ever lived in was Milwaukee. So
0: There you go. So tell me this, right, Hosea? What motivates you in our industry today? What keeps you going, especially being 30 years in?
1: Um, basically, I, I would say what motivates me the most is the, the people that I come in contact with, um, the lives that, uh, that uh, I feel like they've changed uh, through the artistry of barbering. And uh, so I, I, I think that really what motivates me the most.
0: Can you go a little bit deeper and give me a story of someone you've positively affected? You know, that gives you that motivation. Like when you get done, you like, like I know this person's gonna be better when they leave this this shop. Well, I can't think of a particular story. I would say there's just so many
1: different people of all walks of life. I think barbering is the platform that brings no matter what your social status is or your income, you know, it brings everybody together yeah. in a sense. And so when that person comes and they sit in your chair and you put that artistic format on them and your expression what you think, you know, they want or would look best on them. The reaction that is given after that, I think is just so
0: amazing. I know that experience well, because I, I still to this day think the most difficult cut for me is the person that sits down and says, do what you think best. You know, so that's when I ask those questions and stuff. But once I get an idea, I do get to create and everything. And speaking of the creation process in our industry, right, what's a commonly held belief? About our roses barbers that you passionately disagree with?
1: Commonly, hell believe. Tim, I have to be honest. I really not for sure uh, what uh, what people may think. You know, I guess people may have some negative thought process. Perhaps, uh, well, I would say maybe most people may not realize it's 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 art. I think, if anything, that's probably what the most common belief is. People maybe think that you're trying to do some type of little hustle of some sort, but it's really it's really an art, and everybody approaches it in a different way.
0: You just pinged on something there. Everybody may think it's a hustle versus an actual profession, versus something that we can actually use, like you mentioned earlier, to support a family, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, and a livelihood. So from supporting a family— and it being a profession, can you elaborate on that? You know, because you're like me, you're a business owner. You have other people that you've been able to put in position to support their families and stuff. How's that journey been?
1: It's been a fantastic journey. Um, I'd say I started out in a salon in Brookfield, uh, all-white salon, and uh, I basically just kind of really watched. And even before going there, when I was in high school, I was cutting hair. And yep. even I would leave high school and I'd just go and sit in other salons and I'd just sit there and watch. I asked the owners, could I just observe? And so a lot of things that I, I learned is just from observing and seeing how other people did things. So um when when I got the opportunity to do it, I really excelled in my artistry of it. I, ke- I keep going back to that because that's really what it is. And a lot of times it's hard as an artist to understand that the business part of it, it really needs to be done because uh, uh, I think that's where a lot of people fail uh, right. or end up falling.
0: Yeah, Right. So you just touched on two things. right? I love the way this conversation is going. So we're talking about artistry, right? Falling in love with the craft, right? Right, And then we're talking about business. That would be right. the making the money, keeping your books, setting the schedule, staying on pace because you got appointments booked. That's right. right. So between the business side and the artistry side, can you pinpoint a time, right, when the two blended together and the seam disappeared of separation?
1: Well, I would guess you have to really just look at it as a whole. Right. Um, and a lot of people just, they just did that. And, and um, I guess when it all blends together, I, I, I don't know if it if it does. You just had it really, to me, kind of separate. You know, uh-huh. the the artistry of it allowed me to be able to uh, know how I want to create. But the business side of it, a lot of people don't understand it. They think that when I had assistants, I would have an assistant come in, and they didn't realize that part of the artistry or what you have to do in this is you've got to wash towels. Yep. You've got to sweep hair. Yep. You know, there's so much more to it, more than just even keeping your records and and all these things. So I guess – How does it blend seamlessly? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if it does. Right. You, You have to put some extra effort in on some of those other things so you can do your art part of it.
0: Okay. So me and LZ were having a conversation right before you got here about virtual assistants. And so now, like yourself, I've been in it for over 30 almost, right? Pretty close to that. So what I've noticed from how I used to do my business, taking phone calls, writing it down in the books. I moved to a virtual assistant booking platform, right? Right. So that helped streamline it and make it a little more seamless in the process. So I don't even necessarily open my phone up to see who's booked just to see that I am booked. Because now I know I'm booked every half hour from start to finish, you know. So I know I pretty much got 30 minutes in between clientels, and all of my services are booked accordingly. Okay, Like if it's a haircut, it's 30 minutes. If it's a full service, it's 45 minutes because I can set that time schedule and everything. Have you moved over to that virtual assistance already? Uh, no, I
1: haven't. I'll uh, be honest with you. Uh <laughs> I'm old school with it.
0: I promise you. <laughs> it's going to make your life somewhat simpler.
1: I'm old school. Actually, I, I'm not even taking clients as much as I used to. And I don't even know that that was even available back when I. It wasn't when I was getting right. going back in the eighties, right? <laughs> things of that nature. So uh, for me, I was trying to knock down thirty plus heads a day, right? And so, and I was doing, you know, of course, men and women. So it's, uh-huh. it's somebody called me. I said, "Come on, you know." But <laughs> 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 that's pretty much how it went down. But I, I would think that the, having that virtual assistant. Is a good way to go, especially nowadays, and especially if you can keep up with your schedule. Right. Uh, Again, every haircut and everything you do is a little different. But if it's a regular and you pretty much know how it's going to go, you're able to uh, have them do that virtual thing.
0: Well, I kind of look at it like this, right? It's like I kind of know, right? Basic haircut, if I'm not doing nothing extreme, complete makeover, about 30 minutes. You know what I mean? Including a face lineup, not a complete restructure, but a face lineup and the cleanup on the eyebrows. I'm about pimp dialed in at 30 minutes. But then I know, like I said, with the full service at my shop and everything, I'm gonna need the full 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So they can choose what they want. And then I know I got that a lot of time for conversation and cut. You know, every now and again I get behind and stuff and then no there's no conversation, there's only cut. But together between cut and conversation, I'm 30 to 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I say that to say this, right? If I can give you one thing to take with you today. Do the virtual, I use Squire, right? Okay. I think you'll like Squire because for me, I was able to take three different services, right? That I was outsourcing between my credit card processing, my cash register and my booking and everything. And I brought it all under one roof. Squire only works with barbershops and everything. So once you get it in there, it'll attach seamlessly to your website. It'll work on your phone. And so when you send that link out to people, they're booking directly with you and your entire staff. Everybody gets their; It'll look like everybody's got their own personal little website. Okay. But you can see everybody's booked and know who's booked. And then the barbers themselves all have control over their own schedule. They can go in there. Set their hours, set their prices, set their time allotted for each service they want to give. And it takes all pressure off of you. At least that's what it did for me. It allowed me not to have to pick up the phone and worry about, hey, where you at? You got a client. Because if you knew you had something, you could have booked it off. You know, emergencies still happen, and we deal with those accordingly. But for the most part, I praise Squire. And for all my listeners, that's, you know, Booksy Works, so does uh, Booked In, but Squire. It's, just, it's a one-stop shop. And you're doing like uh. Booth rental I don't I I never wanted Booth rental Because I want my money today Right And I know it sounds selfish But for all owners out there I do a commission base Because I don't ever want A barber that's brand new That's slow to look at me and be like, well, I didn't make enough this week. I don't want that pressure on them. And I damn sure don't want the pressure on me because my bills are due regardless. Right. So I've always done a commission based. And at first it was a 70-30 split in the barber favor because I figured I'd rather have 30% of 7 to 10 people because I'm ultimately going to make the most getting the percentage of everybody. You know, but it really boiled down to about $300 per week booth rent is what it equated to on average mm-hmm. now some of the barbers are like me where they're doing numbers and i hope they never really look because they're gonna be like man i'm paying too much money <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah but we're about to increase price and go to a 50 50 uh split and my barbers based off of what we're creating are all going to be six-figure income earners oh
1: that's awesome yeah 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 I, so, i've done uh always the uh booth rent
0: no commission, commission
1: as well yeah how much you charge for haircut
0: um right now we're at 30 for just a cut okay that's and everything good. and then i do um an additional five dollars per extra service so if it's an eyebrow it's a five it's just, if it's a complete reconstruction on the face that'll bump it up to 10 so now we're at 40 45 if i throw in like waxing noses and ears and neck and all that then we're probably looking at 54 full service that's awesome and that, what's taught me, right? The reason I'm about to increase prices and simplify what we do, right? I'm gonna, I'm going to a 30, 40, 50, and $100 service. Those are gonna be only four services we offer. But what I'm gonna do with the $30 is everything that used to be like $20, I'm putting in that $30. You know what I mean? Everything that was like 15 to 25, I'm putting under that $30 service. These are all the things you can expect for $30. And then we'll bump it up to 10, we'll bump it up to 50 and whatnot. So if you're sitting in my chair, you want the $50 service, this is what you can expect you know okay. you want to all in right that'll be the $100 service that's when we get to doing facials and hot towels and massage oils and scented uh aromatherapy percussion therapy and all of that stuff around the shoulders sure. you know that's an hour hour and 15 minute experience but it's gonna be worth it because I'm finna upgrade right everything we do in my place of business so that i'm given an experience and not just a haircut because i've noticed i'm already being i'm wearing the head of a therapist motivation i'm, I'm wearing the head of a coach absolutely you know, financial advisor i'm a networker right because you know like i know that our network determines our net worth and for me the experience has become who am i going to meet today who am i going to be able to connect person A to person B, and watch that bridge be built for success okay. and everything. That's been the coolest thing on my journey right now because the money I know for a fact is going to be there. And I don't say that from a place of arrogance, but from a place of gratitude because when I got serious about what God gave me as a blessing, being the barbershop, right? Because at first, it was a hobby. Mm-hmm. Like, I owned the business and everything, but I wasn't treating it like a business. I was running, I was ripping, I was doing everything wrong, you know what I mean? But when I stopped doing that and got right, I was like, okay, you're going to treat this like you're really happy about it. Here's some, here's some, here's some. And as he kept tripping on me and everything, it showed me that living and moving from a place of love and gratitude, he'll give you more to be thankful for, to be grateful for, Mm -hmm. to be abundant of. And now my cup is at a point where it overflows and fills the cups around me. So the enjoyment of my job now is whose cup can I help fill? Mm. You know what I mean? So- with all that being said, right, right, how many lives do we truly touch, and how many people have we, right, watched generations come through the barber shop, where dad and son now, son becomes dad, and he's bringing his son now, grant now now dad, son and grandson sure. are all in the shop together. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Like that's an amazing thing. There's not too many people that can say they've touched generations. You know, mm-hmm. so. With that being said, I guess the question becomes, right, at what point, right, in your career did this stop becoming a job and something that you just truly looked forward to?
1: I think that's a, a, a part of the spiritual journey that you just mentioned, when all of a sudden that passion really overtakes, because when passion really comes about, you don't do it just for the money. Right. You you, you do it because, you know, you love it. Right. And, and the artistry of it, and you the blessings that you get and the people get. And so when, when that passion overtakes, then the money just follows. Like you just explained.
0: <laughs> That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Young people, brand new barbers, get passionate about your craft, mm-hmm. fall in love with the journey, fall in love with the process and the money will come. I get it. We all got bills. Go get a second job. If you need to a part-time job, if you have to in a time while you're building up that clientele, speaking of clientele specifically, What's one thing you did early on to help build your clientele?
1: Wow, uh, that's a great question now. I would go out, <laughs> and as I went out, uh, uh, I had business cards. And so whenever I met someone, they told me the best way to uh, give a business card is to start with a compliment. Right. And so if I saw somebody, well, hey, man, I like your shoes. Or, Here's my card. I do hair. Or, yeah. That kind of deal. And so I whether like it was men, women, whatever. It started off with that compliment and gave that card out. Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't, but it kind of gets generated. The, really, the best way is, is uh, you know, word of mouth anyway. So everybody gets to talking about their experience. Uh-huh. So
0: you do so, the best with that. That leads me to this, right? How has the growth, normally with growth comes an ego, right? Okay. So how have you managed to stay humble in your growth process from barbering and not get too high on the horse. You know what I mean? Cuz arrogance over it is the downfall of all men. So, how do we how do we avoid that if we're talking to new barbers that find quick success versus success that hope happens over time?
1: Wow, uh, I'd say one way for sure is to understand that it's a privilege to have a client, that, oh. to really to, I like that. You really understand that you don't have to do it. You get to do them. You yeah. Know? They allow you to do that. And so when sometimes you, you don't understand that till you lose that client uh-huh. and you break that whole relationship. And, and so I, I think people need the barbers, new barbers especially. And I wish I'd have learned it sooner. Uh-huh. That, you know. These clients, they're valuable. It's valuable. You want to do all that you can to maintain a positive energy and relationship with your client.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Last but not least, last question, right? If you can give one piece of advice, one sound, concrete piece of advice to someone right out of school, what's that?
1: Uh, I guess it would be working on the passion. Uh really, the artistry, and just be passionate about it um uh, sometime when I had a client they they would bring a friend with them, mm-hmm. and the friend would come, and the friend was they they saw the work being done and they, they wanted to have the service, but they didn't even have the money mm-hmm. but because of the passion I had, I'd do the friend too mm-hmm. and, you know, I'd even get paid for it, but the thing is. You know, it helped with me developing my skills, uh-huh. building that relationship uh-huh. with a new client. And they that they talk about that kind of thing. And so I, I would say that developing that passion is key to to any type of growth and success that you're going to experience in the barbering field, for sure. Facts. Yeah.
0: Well, folks, that's been our time. Welcome back to uh, this segment's Motivational Minute. Once again, I am your host, Mr. T.I.M. That's time is money. I am the educator because I am in a position to educate and help you all get better at what we do. So motivational minute, like topic passion, right? We, we talked about that a lot this episode. So become passionate, right? Lead with love. That's what I would say. Lead with love. What am I saying? I'm saying in everything you do, right? If you, take the bite off of it, if you take the arrogance out of it, if you take the I'm being attacked out of it and listen more, right? Listen to understand, not listen to hear what you think you're hearing, but listen to understand what the client is saying to you, right? That puts you in a position to deliver a service. In return, you receive gratitude and that gratitude fills your heart up to lead with love. That's been this week's Motivational Minute. I am your host, Mr. T.I.M., the educator. I appreciate you, sir. And last but not least, let's go. Let's grow. If you're new in our industry or old in our industry and are ready to join the top 1% and earning a six-figure income, hop on the email list to get updates on the show and live notifications for the newest trends or to be featured on the show as the Barber Spotlight of the Week. Let's go, let's grow.